Shut up. The footy's on Triple M. Now on Triple M footy. Too strong, too good. This is the midweek rub. That is just brilliant. How do you like those apples? Triple M rocks footy. Hello and welcome. Another edition of Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. It is, of course, this week, the calm before the storm. We do have the bye this week, and then we will get stuck into a massive final series, but still plenty to talk about, as always. As I welcome Dale Thomas, Damian Barrett, Wayne Carey. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Afternoon, boys. Good afternoon to all. G'day. It is uh, awards night tonight, of oh, course, yeah. so we will get stuck into the awards because tonight, Daisy, we're ticking off everything all in one. We've got the All-Australian Awards, the Coaches Association, the MVP, the Rising Star. Do you like the format to just do it all in one so the players can all get together have the one night, and they don't have to worry about going to two, three, four different events. I do. Get it in, get it done, get out of the way. The one gripe I do have, obviously I was an All-Australian, only the one time. However, I'd love one of those Blazers. Did you not get one? No, I got the trophy and whatnot. I I think it was sponsored by 4 and 20 back then. So that sits there, the 4 and 20 All-Australian team, but no Blazer. So Mm. I'm not sure. Maybe I can take it up with the AFL and get one retrospectively. Would you wear it out? Would Would you you wear it out to a nightclub? Probably. Yeah, Yeah, just for the... Just every now and again. Like (laughs) grand final week, I carry my medal around everywhere and just, you know, gets me in places. So this time of year, it's nice. (laughs) You carry it in the blazer. Yeah. What are you, Doug? What do you think of the awards night tonight? I actually like the all-in-one. I mean, I got sick of going to all the different (laughs) (laughs) awards. But then again, on a night like tonight, you could get your steps up because I'd be getting up and down, up and down. (laughs) Uh, no, I'm, I'm what being about, What about, very, did you, you wouldn't have obviously got a jacket. Very humble. Um, no, you're not. Uh, if, I, if, if we got jackets, my wardrobe would be full. <laughs> Let's be honest. But, uh, you no, only get the one jacket. They just uh, keep uh, adding keep his layers adding, to it okay, on the, on the well, breast. I don't know patch, I don't yeah. know where mine is then. Um, it would be somewhere in storage. Would they have enough room for? Well, they've the... got to put the VC, VC, C, 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 C uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, on that. So I'm not sure they would have had enough room on one. What about you? This is your, this is your right. In your hitting zone, we believe they've named so they've named a squad of forty-four with the All Australian oh, squad tonight. Um, no. Believing they're going to name a second All Australian no. team, the oh. next best twenty-two. Isn't that great for the competition? Oh, you don't be facetious, Joey. What do you mean? It's great. That is an absolute joke. You know, who, that is, that's a competitor's wants, award. Who duck. wants to make? Who wants to make the second All Australian well, team? It's still good In recognition. Fact, who even wants to make the squad? I keep saying this. Why do they even bring out a squad? Because guess what? Because all, they get criticised twice. But not everybody can make seven All Australians. Some well, people. It's an honour for them to make. That might be as close do, as they get. They, do you think, they, have you ever heard me sit here, and I know others sort of put it on their CV, yeah. coming runner-up in the MVP? Do I ever sit here and say, I came six-time runner-up in the MVP? No, I just say two-time winner. I don't talk about the six runner-ups, do I? No, you don't. So, you, so but why, you should. So what? You, you, you do, actually. Actually, you're you doing it now. You mention it every single word. <laughs> I thought I'd throw it in now, yeah. but uh, why, why did we, we do Surely not? Surely they're oh. not going to do a second 22. We don't That's need imba- I'd be slightly. Well, it was strange. No, I'm 100. I would. You got it on your CV that it's you were not, in the second. Set, you accept you making the squad. You accept the making problem. the squad, and then if you get wheeled out for, wow, well, you're in the second and 22. They do it in the NBA, group. and it's it's widely accepted. It's it's NBA cool, though. It's <laughs> rude. It's rude. I don't think they've got enough players in certain positions to put a second team there anyway. Just having a quick look over the squad. Oh boy, squad. And I don't think they could. Make up a, an exact second team. Are you confident they're rolling out a second? No, sec- I'm not at all. Oh. No, but why have they gone from 40 yeah. to 44? Do you get like a hoodie instead of a blazer? Yeah. Or- 
<laughs> yeah, do, they name all, do they name an All-Australian second uh, 22 captain? You, you get a one. Or is that who would be the captain of the so second 22? So hang on. So if you're, if you're the captain of the second 22, then that would mean you're, you're not even – well, you're, you're 23rd in line yeah. anyway to be a captain. Yeah, that's And that's right. not a skipper, okay. is it? Let's no, be honest. that's good. You're going though, Damo. Should be I am night. going, Joe. You usually go to well, these you, events too. You'll be oh, there. Oh, I am. Yep. I'm working. Yep. Yeah, I'll do some stuff for 360. I'll dissect the All-Australian team once it gets announced. So. Yes. That's well, what, people yeah. love that well, stuff. Well, you give the due recognition though for the 22 because I often find the – coverage of it is as negative as it can be for the moment that is a great moment you're for right people. we will be balanced Dame. Oh, oh, yep. you're right I think we should steer it towards those that make the team I, not those that no. miss out those that miss out always make the headlines there's we space wanna... for that yeah. but not on the night yeah. I reckon well, that's just my take you. on that okay. my, well my take is similar to yours but a little bit different and that is I obviously you you celebrate the team and those who you think uh, you don't I don't think you pot those ones that are in the team for those that are out definitely talk about the unlucky ones mm. But not at the detriment the of the ones, the yeah, ones that made right. it. Because let's be honest, it's a line ball with a lot of them. Yep. The ones that make it tonight deserve to make it. Yep. Are there? Will there be unlucky players? Absolutely. So I just don't think degrade the ones that have made it. That's the that's the fine line that Spot you tread. On. Very good. Hey, we're going to take a break because we've got plenty of footy news, Damo. I know it's a buy around, but gee, there's a yeah. bit going on at Essendon. Heaps. That uh, you broke this morning. We want to get stuck into that. Is we'll that change. another breaking story? Damo, Two in a week. He's been on fire. Oh. Look at him. Damo's got a bit of strut <laughs> about him. He's on fire this week. Oh, so we'll wow. get into that. There's plenty more. We'll look at the kangaroos, <laughs> uh, some trade talk, still plenty more to come, and the Daisy Duck Dive. That's all up next on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. I'm sure we'll keep talking about it in the next few weeks. Uh, uh, next 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. And uh, Damien Barrett, what a week it's been for you. This is why you are the number one newsbreaker in the business. It's more quality over quantity these days. But you broke the Alistair Clarkson story. And now you're breaking the story about the CEO of the Bombers, Xavier Campbell, stepping down. Is it was it a re- resignation or it was, was it a it resignation was, like when players get retire when they've sort of told well, to move might, on? That might have been the backdrop, and and let's let's uh, thrash it out. They had that board meeting on Sunday, which was after the last game of the year for for Ben Rutten. They sacked Ben Rutten as a board on that meeting. Um, what I have been able to trace together now is uh, Xavier Campbell, like a lot of Essendon players, went out to Ben Rutten's house. I think it's in the Macedon Ranges um, yep. to to commiserate and, and say thank you, uh, drove back, and then I believe he went around to um, David Barham's house that night to say, oh, I'm out. So this morning, we got wind of it. We, we went with the story, and they confirmed that it the, this morning um, he has addressed staff to say he's out. So we've now got a new president, a new coach, and a new CEO required. Simon Madden has followed him uh, off the board as well. He was also supportive of, of Ben Rutten. I expect Sean Wellman to consider his place as well. I cannot see how Paul Brasher, who was rolled by David Burham as president who and decided to stay on the board, in my eyes, he cannot stay on, and I think that'll be announced pretty soon as well. And then you've got other roles in the footy club, inclusive of the list and recruiting manager, Adrian Dodoro, who's been there for, for 20 years and has regularly been in uh, in the spotlight for, for negative reasons, um, and also Josh Marnie as footy operations boss. So, so a lot of change is happening. Right now, so it seems like carnage. There's a lot of changes, a lot of change happening long-term for Essendon fans and I guess in the short term as well. Is this a good thing? Is this a positive to try and clean it all out in one period of time? That would be the positive. What, what, what I am yet to get my head around, Daisy, and sometimes we find out things after the event. So the clarity comes only after the event. It comes in hindsight. A lot of it's on the run is the way I see it. You've got 
David Barham has been on the board for, for seven years and, and ultimately, as a board member, signed off on, on all, the of ex- things, yeah. all of those things. We've just He's now blowing up. So he's rolled Paul Brasher. He needed Kevin Sheedy to do that. Kevin Sheedy's still off on his own little tangents and wants James Heard back into the club. Uh, Xavier Campbell has done the right thing. I mean, he, he backed Rutten in and, and he drove that. And, and I think it is the right thing for him to stand aside as well. And, and it's, I'm glad for him that he's been able to do it himself and not maybe have the decision made around him because he is, while he's got his detractors, he has done a good job in taking the club out of the drug saga and also through the COVID period like they all have. But the the numbers, apart from football, are through the roof when it all comes to the the business metrics. So is the path clearer and going in a certain direction or is it that on-the-run thing that you're concerned about? It's the latter. That's what I am concerned about now. Dyson Apples, you've got to throw the captain in there as well amongst all of that. Because he's uncertain about what's going on with his future as well. Yeah. So so in every leadership position of that footy club is going to change. Yeah. It's yeah. quite remarkable. This is mm. North Melbourne two years ago. There, there are parallels. Except for, the, except for, the, I guess, the, the clean out of about uh, 20 players as well in yeah. one go. And then how do they do the external review combined with the selection process for a coach? Because yeah. – Generally, you want the external review first, don't you? And then figure out what sort of coach you need. Now you need a CEO. Yeah. How are they going to try and combine the two when they're going to run almost simultaneously? And, and Joey, even the phrasing of that too, because that was the, the platform upon which David Barham said publicly he wanted to come in on. And yet the first thing he did was was basically, without making it official, sack the coach and, and go for one coach in yeah. particular, Alistair yeah. Clarkson. Yeah. So that already flew in the face of, of that ideology. We then see on Sunday, in the hour after they actually sacked Ben Rutten, he, he then says, we want an experienced coach. Now, there's definitions around that. Is it an experienced coach, someone like an Adam Kingsley, who's been in the system? No, as a, that's not how I don't think it is either. I know either. people are now trying to help him, David Barham, and backtrack and say, oh, that could be a 15-year assistant. No, he said it, meaning we need a co- someone who's Correct. coached AFL before. So, therefore, you've got a pool of yeah, about seven or eight yeah. people who are all well-credentialed, but some will not be interested, and the club won't be interested in some of them already before, as you say, what, where's that lead the external review? I mean, yeah. and until... I reckon there's clarity around these positions. Um, the board's a mess. I've never seen a board like this, and, and they've seen some messes. <laughs> You've also got no CEO now. There's doubt over the list manager and doubt over the footy operations boss, and you want to bring a coach in to this environment? Yeah. Even from the players. So you usually, end of year, you go into your exit meetings. Who's running those? So yeah. your list yeah. manager's got – you don't have a coach to run it. Your assistants may not be there next year, and your list manager, you're not sure what's going to happen with your list. Are they? These are well, great unknowns. Well, it's funny you say that because they they delisted three players the other day. They did. Son being one of them. So who made that decision? Given that all this was going, I would on imagine Adrian Doro did. I would imagine right, he's still yeah. in the title. As we speak today, and we always say it, it's about midday on the on the Wednesday. There, but there will be further changes to, to this story today. Some of those names I, I mentioned, um, you know, Wellman, um, Brasher, and 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 also what's uh, officially happening with other board members. Do yeah. you expect Doro to keep his role there? I don't now. No, oh, no, really? I don't. You don't no, think don't. Adrian Dodoro will keep his role? No, I don't. Right. No, I, I haven't for some time, and, and I, I believe he is too caught up in, in this as well. So there's another role I believe right. will also um, be of, of change in, in the coming days. Wow. What about the other club that's starting to get some stability, North Melbourne? Obviously, the Alistair Clarkson appointment, the CEO – the CEO, they're still up for debate. We believe that the, the Benamafio situation, what's the latest? Yeah, I'll there? just jump on the CEO post yeah. and I'll get the other guys' yeah. uh, views on, on the coaches' post and where the list is at. But um, again, I don't see Benamafio being there either. And and we've known for, for some time, it's now public, that Peter Jackson has been a, a person um, of confidence helping North Melbourne through the past few weeks. And just to raise his name, now that Essendon officially needs 
a CEO, I'd be staggered if, if Essendon missing out on Alistair Clarkson at the expense of North Melbourne don't then try and convince him to go back to the club that right. he once ran very, very tightly as CEO in its successful era. Surely he wouldn't go back to Essendon. Well, you wouldn't think not, but I've learnt stuff to say <laughs> never say never to any possibility. And given he's had some active uh, play very unofficially with North Melbourne and yeah. in straightening up its, uh, its mindset – I couldn't see why they wouldn't at least knock on the door, like like North Melbourne has to to draw on the um the clout and and experience, experience that he's got. Yeah. Um, this just list wise, I'd rather yeah. you guys talk about that side of it from a North perspective. Now Clarkson's duck. There. What's your view oh, with Clarko going to North? No, still list manager. We blame. I don't think Brady Rawlings is probably involved in that, but no head of list management and those sorts of things. Are you concerned that already there's better talk about Clarko just wanting to bring in maybe some of his boys I already? Don't mind it. I don't, don't mind, mind it. Yep. I think they need it. I think they need someone, and, and that's why I, I love the fact that we got Clarko because I think that he brings that, he bring, brings that credibility. Um, I think it becomes it's somewhat, and I said this last week, a little bit of a destination club with him being there. And I think what we've seen in the second part of the year, we've seen, Joey, and you, and you uh, watch more games than me even, but there, there is some real young talent there, and you've spoken yep. about it a yep. lot, and, and even up the spine. And there's some young talent, not even that's been played, Taron Thomas, not even yeah. in the Will team. Will Phillips, we haven't even seen. So do I expect Alistair Clarkson to get the best out of these kids and, and, and others that are sort of in the, sort of waning a little bit? Yes, I do. Yep. What do you think it means, Daisy, for guys like Todd Goldstein, Jack Zebel, that maybe might have, you know, if, if the coach situation was still there, maybe their futures are in doubt. Does this maybe help them stay at North Melbourne and as Alistair Clarkson said, bring through this younger talent, or is it still maybe best for the Kangaroos to try and still get some more draft picks in and, and give these other guys opportunities? It'll elsewhere? be interesting to see where they go, whether or not Clarko keeps them there in that somewhat of a mentoring role. And I could see him having those conversations, explaining, look, you're probably not in our best 22, but I would love you to stay around. And, you know, if the opportunity comes, you can play senior footy, but with a complete honest understanding that you may be playing a lot of twos football. So almost putting the decision back on those guys. I just think of the Jason Horn Francis situation now and how with Clarko's credentials and ability to come in and respect in the game, if Horn Francis goes now back to Adelaide and Clarko can sit down and say, look, mate, if you want to stay, this is all well and good. This is the way it will be happening. We understand that it hasn't gone the way you would have liked in your first year. But if he then leaves, it isn't the debacle and the great loss that we were talking about early on in this year. And Duck, you said about three weeks ago, I think it was, if the Kangaroos can get Clarko, they'll have instant relevance, and that hasn't been true. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think for, for those guys you mentioned, I reckon Goldstein's star. I think his form warrants it. Yep. There's no doubt about that. There might be some others. I love the fact that they've re-signed Cunnington. I think yep. his leadership in inside, he'll get himself fully fit over a summer. He'll be enormous for these uh, this younger midfield that they've got. I think you do need you, – you, you can't get rid of they've – already, they've already got rid of so much experience. Yeah, Tarrant and Ben Brown. They've got rid of stacks guys. of them. So you can't throw them all out, but uh, there's some there's some that might uh, still tip over probably, but Goldstein certainly yep. wouldn't be well, one of Jed those. Well, Jed Anderson's one of them they've let go, so maybe it's that next yep. tier and you can – And you, Sonia you Hood's drive-by of Cane Corns was absolutely first class. <laughs> as well. Yeah. I love that. I could not be a bigger fan at the moment. Just, He's done a pretty good job. Eh? Well, not absolutely. Pretty good. He's done a great job. Job. Yeah. Well done And her. just quickly, Damo, Isaac Rankin, that's the big news. We know the trade period will heat up and we'll talk about that in, in coming weeks, but the yeah. Isaac Rankin, he's officially requested a trade back to Adelaide. Yeah, it makes it uh, compelling if you're an Adelaide Crow supporter when you you line him up against McCadden and, and Rochelle from the small mm. forwards perspective. You've got uh, Josh Walker, uh, Taylor Walker, sorry, who is is amongst Duck's squad of the uh, All-Australian. Won't be in it, I wouldn't have thought, but Phil Thorpe and and Fogarty, yep. the last 11 weeks, the last 10, 11 weeks for Fogarty. So it looks good. You know what I find astounding? 
This was a footy club, a little bit like you look at Geelong now and you look at their highest paid players. I mean, you know, Danger and Selwood and all these guys, they all fit into a certain, there's no one extremely way above anyone else. Yep. The Adelaide Crows was always like that for so long. They had some superstars, you know, the McLeods, the Rashudos, the Goodwins, the Edwards, you know, Ben Hart. They had some absolute guns at this footy club, yep. but there was, a, there was a pecking order in how you were paid. And that got thrown out the window with Kurt Tippett. And Goody and a few others at that time weren't happy because they offered him this mother amount. This footy club now to offer someone like Rankin $800,000 a year to come in, it goes against everything that they've set up. And I know they've done it a couple of times before, but this is completely throwing everything that they've done for a very long time at this footy club. And I know it's a different footy times club. Have changed. Times have changed. Free agency yeah. wasn't around. But 800, but yes, it was. But 800 grand. Not not, really. not, not, not way back. Yeah, no, yeah. but 800 grand a year yeah. for a small forward that's Whoa. not proven, that's still not proven yet. The Geelong, the way they go about that. it is absolutely brilliant, I think. From the captain is the highest paid player, and then you all fall in under rank and under that. That's what Adelaide that. mm-hmm. That was broken too, by the way. Now Cameron, a million but, yeah. dollars. No, but yeah. then they go to the board and make an yes. informed decision rather than you know upsetting the apple cart, so yeah. to speak. And he's, so, he accepted Joey, that. Joey. And if he becomes a Jeremy Cameron for the Adelaide Crows, well, fair play to them, but there's a great How much is ranking then overpaid? If you're thinking if it's 800, let's say it's about that, how much do you think he's then being overpaid? It's medium Okay. Can I tell you how many players at clubs that aren't even in the best 22 are getting $150,000 more than they should? Yeah. They're getting 400000 They should be on two hundred because they're borderline best 22 and they would never win a game for their team. So even if Rankin is getting paid $150,000 over what he's worth, that is still fine because he's going to win games off his own boot. He could be a superstar. There are heaps of players in the let, comp getting $150,000 more. Let me be, I hate this conversation, no, the top-end talent. We bag that they're getting I'm overs. You, there no, are no, so many let, players in the comp getting overs. Let me be clear on what I say yes. here. And I've been saying this for a lot, a lot, a lot, yep. a lot, a lot of years, Joey. Yeah. I don't begrudge Rankin getting the 800. Right. I'm not talking about him. Mm. I'm wrapped that he's getting 800. In actual fact, I want everyone to get 800. Right. I get Give everyone two, two million each. Yep. I love the fact I'm talking about the club. Okay. The club so what's better, not paying their, him 800 not getting him? I'm, no, well, I'm just saying. I'm asking you. I'm saying that do they get into trouble, a bit like others that have got into trouble in the last few years, of grabbing players from other clubs and paying them big amounts and right. putting them on long contracts and then all of a sudden saying, mm, well, so you know what, We're Here's not the question. It. Is it, is it, so should they offer him 650 and not get him or offer him 800 and get him? What would you do? You're saying you'd rather not have him at Adelaide Crows. And before no, you answer I, that, they're not paying anyone else a lot of money. Yeah, okay. I, look, I think he's a very talented player. Um, I just, uh, in terms of, well, and that's the other thing you don't know. And that's why we sit here and make comment on it. We don't know exactly what they're exactly. playing everyone exactly. else. Well, they're not exactly. playing anyone So a you lot. know what? So it's just disregard try. everything I said. <laughs> <laughs> we got him you to come around here. You'd rather, Isaac Rankin, <laughs> you'd rather Isaac Rankin on your team, wouldn't you, Daisy? I, I think you would. Uh, <laughs> and it costs you a bit more to get well, him and, so And, big, and here's the other debate. If he turns in and what we've seen so far comparative to players, he's probably like a Shea Bolton with that sort of upside to hopefully go through the midfield. So in three years' time, if he becomes one of the better players he's in the cheap comp, at 850, uh, he's an absolute steal. I tell you, he reminds me of Jason Ackermanis spent his first four years as a little forward pocket, oh, a little yes. red forward pocket. And do you what think he's in that Ack- category, do you? What did ja- yep. Yeah, do wow. he's got the skill set. And he's for got sure. and he can run and he can run. I think that eventually not as strong. Not as strong. Acker was Acker was even yeah. even when he was 19, 20 years old. Acker? he was twenty. Not what he was doing. Yeah, he was twenty. Yeah, anyway, good one. Anyway, good chance to wear me down. Let's take a break. We want to get stuck into the Daisy Duck Dive. Quick five. We'll have a look at the All-Australian team after this on Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. 
This is the Midweek Rub. There might be some stage through the year for whatever reason, you just get over a few niggles and you think, oh, this is the best I've felt since the start of the year. And guess what? You don't get a kick. <laughs> Triple M rocks footy. Welcome back to Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub, and it's now time for this. On the Midweek Rub. Absolutely oh, outstanding oh, by me. I'm good from the waist down. It's the Daisy Duck Dive. Rightio, let's do a bit of an awards sort of special today because I know, Duck, you love all this stuff. <laughs> so we'll start off seeing you know who should be the captain of the All-Australian team and invited to your little dinner around your table, All-Australian captain's dinner. All-Australian captain? Yeah. Well, uh, Is it Maxi Gorn to, again? To be honest, it should go to Max Gorn again. If he's uh, if he's in it, which I think he will be. They sometimes move it around a bit, it will be they, they sometimes give it to... Should Tom Hawkins no, and he's, he's, already had, he's already had one. I know that. One. But yeah. if you're the best candidate, you get it again. No, well, you don't get it again because well, Alex Joel Rance Selwood's got it one Joel Selwood's yeah. been three. Yeah. No, but I'm four. saying Alex Rance wasn't even captain of his own club and he was captain. No, I know. So I'm just saying they move it around. So who, no, they outside don't, no they, I don't think they necessarily do move it around. I still think if you're the best captain, and if they think Max Gorn is the best captain in the comp, and I'd argue Joel Selwood and Max Gorn are the two best captains probably in the comp, I think, right now, right. just off the top of my head. So if Joel Selwood's not going to be in, he's not in the squad, so he's not in the team. So it goes to Max Gorn again, unfortunately. Was Buddy Franklin, Franklin was captain a couple of years ago? Yeah, yeah he was. So who do you, what do you think? Should Tom Hawkins maybe as a, this will be his fifth in a fifth, row? Fifth year, six. Fi- oh, so, sorry, sorry, Hawkins. Sorry, he's got four in the past. Four so, in yeah, the past. Yeah, yeah. Fifth. Does he deserve maybe an All Australian captain? 2012, 19, 2021. So four in a row, yeah. five total. I yeah. think so. Absolutely. Mm, he's yeah. a, a leader of his football club, albeit Joel Selwood being the captain. But I think when you Look at the way that Buddy Franklin was recognised for all his All-Australians. I think Tom Hawkins can certainly be in the conversation. Would you be comfortable with Tom Hawkins sitting yes. on your table? Yes, right. I would. Good. Good one. What about who's the most? Uh, who's the stiffest not to be in the squad? So I gave you guys a bit of a heads up, a bit of a chance to have a look and say, okay, who didn't even make the squad of 40 that caught your eye? Nick Dacos, obviously the easy one. I think that for a first-year player to have the impact and his game evolve throughout the season. Does the first-year part matter? It should. Should it, should it? Yeah, absolutely, because it's harder to do in your first year. But regardless of that, I still think he should be in the best 44 players um, consistently over the year. It's only happened once before, Joey, hasn't it? Ben Hart mm. in 1992, the second year of the Crows, his first year in the AFL as yeah. a 7 And he was an All-Australian in that and he, year. And he's, yeah. In his first and, and second year as an 18-year-old. And, and, yeah. and he played half back, back pocket, same position. So I, I, I think he's stiff. Yeah, I, I think Nick Dacos. I wouldn't as well. have had him in the side for what it's worth, but in terms of forty-four on the squad, absolutely. Yeah. What about and you, also Joey? Doherty for me. Doherty's the big one yep, for me that didn't make the uh, squad. I just think he's had an unbelievable year, and not and and I'm not uh, pulling on heartstrings. I, we know what he's gone through. He's the story of the year, along with Paddy McCartan. They're the two. Oh, and obviously uh, Cunnington coming back as well. But those two playing the whole year and having great years off the back of what they'd gone through mm. are the big stories. And I, I he's had a great year. And then moved moved into the yep. middle too for the last few rounds. I I think he's very stiff. Yeah. Do you have one, Joe? I thought stiffness? I thought Zach Merritt was very oh, yeah. very. Zach Merritt had oh, an yeah, awesome okay. year. I think he's been a victim of what's happened at yeah. Essendon and the year they've had, and he got lumped into the same sort of brush as, as Darcy Parish for a, a week or two, where he might have had too many handballs in the back half. But his year's been awesome, Zach yeah. Merritt. He, he deserves to be in the squad. I know it's tough to get in, but he's probably the one for me that was the stiffest to can, miss out. Just the one thing that those guys can hang their hat on. They didn't make a squad that's, that, that no one cares <laughs> yeah, about. So who cares? <laughs> I, um, what about – here's just one I just thought of then. So tonight they've got oh. the AFL Coaches Association Award and the AFL MVP. I'll ask you first, Daisy. Which one would you rather win? An award voted by the coaches or an award voted by your peers? I'd say the peers. Even though most of them admit they don't watch a heap of footy. How often – how many minutes would you put into your 
votes on that. I'd put in a, a good question. Yeah, well, because I'm intrigued no, at this. Well, I, know, I, know, I know a lot of players who don't give it any more well, than a minute. Well, I know, there were players when I was there that would look over and ask someone else and say, "Who do you put as the best player?" Like, oh yeah, Gary Ablett Jr. Yeah, he's pretty good. I'll put Gary Ablett Jr. Sounds good. But are you? Do you all agree that more often than not, the players get it right? Well, yes. So there you go. So in saying that, the players won. Arguably, the coaches get it right too, but they sometimes vote on different things as well. They yeah. do. So the yep. players to be the best player recognised by your peers, I'd say that. I'm tipping most players are going to vote for Clayton Oliver, Lockie, Lockie Neal or Paddy Cripps probably. You reckon that's the, the trifecta? Yeah, I think, Jeremy Cameron, I think, I think Jeremy Cameron will poll very high in the players. So Ooh, the, MVP. the MVP. Very, Jets very, very high. Good so man. we might see a key position player actually pull that off. And, it, and wouldn't it be great if we did? I mean, and, I, and he would, and then he would be a deserving winner. More, of it. more key position players win that than the Brownlow, don't they? Because I mean, you, there's been a few that correct. won at Brewery, won a couple, mm, and Luke correct. Darcy, and yep. I think you won yep. one, didn't you? Yep. If you look at, uh, I won two. <laughs> Blixarves and <laughs> how he'll vote in that as well, yep. opposed to the coaches association. Yep. Yeah. I think he'll get a lot more respect for what he's done across multiple positions from the players than he has so far in the coaches' votes. I'll Tom Lynch, maybe too. Yep. Yes, in, in that category. Yeah. Your take on this one, Damo, out of the teams that missed the eights this year, so Carlton, St Kilda, Port Adelaide, and Gold Coast. Who's most likely to jump? Who's most likely Don't to jump? Don't take to the be? low line. Because every group. year there's I'll say because every year there is a team that jumps from outside the eight into say the top again. four. Every team, there's one yeah, team say here. Say the three well, again, sorry. Carlton, St. Kilda, Port Adelaide, and Gold Coast are probably the four. The low hanging fruit answer. It could is... be it could be Essendon, it could be the Giants as well. I'm not they actually, absolutely with new coaches could certainly spike. But every year one team jumps from outside the eight into the top four, like Collingwood this year. Yeah. Who's it most likely to be? The hanging fruit is, is Carlton on that yeah, answer. An but, easy one. But, yep. but Port Adelaide's the, the yeah. one I would I would be thinking in Ken's last year by way of the contract. They've got now three quarters of a season of, of midfield regularity for Rosie. Butter's got half a season of regular time in there. I reckon they're still right to go. Yeah, I trust those two to those two. Carlton and Port Adelaide to jump straight in. I think the excitement around this is that it's the season's just finished and there's three sides already that if they don't make finals next year, you could almost say it's a failure. That being Carlton, Port and the Gold Coast Suns. Gold Coast have to yep. be in that conversation. If they don't trend to a finals, then to your point about disliking Stewie Jew, Damo, it becomes very relevant. <laughs> and no expectation on St Kilda then, you just said, to not make to make finals next year. I, I think, think they that's are, interesting. I'm they not are, sure they're good enough. Point. I'm not sure they're good enough. I think, yeah. And they're reviewing themselves yeah, again. It's a, a very yeah. good point. That's a question to know where they're at. And the last one, although we might save it for the Richmond. I want to chat Richmond after this. So what we'll do, we'll take a break. Oh. We'll have a look. We won't go and dissect the games no. Just yet, because Duck doesn't, even, next Duck doesn't well. even like doing his tips on a Wednesday before a game, <laughs> let alone a week out from the tip. You don't so want himself combusting. We might just have a look at some of the <laughs> big talking what, points. Change three times if he has What I have done in previous years, if, if I've had poor home and away, <laughs> oh, but, come but I've absolutely dominated oh, the final slipping. <laughs> when the best teams win every weekend, you're good. Yeah. You are starting to, and you are starting to look good. <laughs> pretty you are. And you are starting to look good. You've got nine summers left, Joey. The weather's starting to warm up. Four off. Already four kilos yeah, down. Four, my shakes. You're looking good. And the last one I want to ask on the Daisy Duck Dive is maybe not necessarily who you think will make the team, but who would you like to see in the team? Who deserves a spot that good maybe one. misses out? Good yeah, one. I like that. Uh, Jack Crisp. Yeah. Jack Crisp. He, like- might, he might not make it, but I would love to see him make it. On I wing? think he's had an unbelievable year. Mm. Brozzy Maynard for me. Yeah, I like that Again, one don't think and he'll make the 22. But to be in the squad, uh, just the way he's gone about it this year, as the pies have risen, his game and just everything that comes with it, he's tar- you'd love to play against him. And he's a ripper, so he's someone I'd love to see make it. But I don't and the we'll. reason why we're saying these two, because they're not in the big squad, we put, we're putting them in the 26-man squad. Yep. So they're extra four players. That's all. Okay. All right. 
So that's the better squad. The that's the better 26. squad than the 44. Yeah. We're should saying they, 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 they put put the emergencies in your Australia? They have three emergencies. Oh, geez, be an and a medical sub. Damo, which of the three Collingwood players do you think deserves to most make it? Chris Maynard or Josh Dacos? I think one of them should get in. They should. There should be a Collingwood Positional play, based? absolutely. I actually feel oh, Josh yeah. Dacos. And, and, and I can hear why the other two have picked those mm. other two. But I feel go. for the year he's had, and he's Thank now in the, in the – and you could put him on a wing. Okay. You could put him on a wing, and I don't see a lot of – He's played on the wing. A lot of this year. That's what I'm saying. There's no other women. There's no other standout women. So I think the position is there for him. Yeah, absolutely. I'm with you. I'd love to see Bruzzy Maynard make the team. I think Bruzzy Maynard deserves to be in the All-Australian team. Hey, we'll take a break. Up next, we will have a look at the finals. Just a bit of an early look because we know Duck doesn't want to give his tips too early. And we'll also touch on the AFLW because that kicks off tomorrow night between arch rivals Collingwood and Carlton. That's up next. Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. This is the Midweek Rub. Did I break that or did uh, someone else? No, someone else. (laughs) Um, Triple M rocks footy. This is Triple M footy's Midweek Rub. And before we take a look at an early look at the finals kicking off next week, just want to touch on the AFLW because, as we said, kicks off tomorrow night, Collingwood v Carlton. For the first time ever, we have all 18 teams in the competition. It'll be 10 rounds and then the finals will be played through November. What are you most looking forward to? Because for me, I'm looking forward to finally having all 18 teams. I think every yeah. supporter now can go along and support their team. A couple of games have already been moved venues. Uh, the Essendon Hawthorne game has been moved from Port Melbourne to Marvel Stadium because they're expecting a big crowd. Tomorrow night, Icon Park should be a full house as well. Daisy, what are you most looking forward to about the AFLW? I'm just excited year on year how the game is evolving. So the skills of the players, the ball movement, and even just the game styles, you can actually comfortably tune in and go, right, if it's Collingwood, they're going to do this, this, and this, a bit like comparatively to the men's competition. And, you know, with the 18 teams, it's going to be fantastic to see. So I'm looking forward to seeing that and then fast-forwarding to a couple of years' time when there's all this young talent that's come through. You know, you can't be what you can't see. All the young girls that are coming through the pathway programs, just how good of an impact they're going to have instantly in the competition. Yeah, I can't. I actually can't wait. I, I think it'll. I think it'll go like that. I think it, because of the short gap. Wouldn't it, you have loved to have that shorter gap in straight into another AFL season? <laughs> yeah, yes. I would have. Yep. Bugger, bugger preseason. Just come from one season into another season. So now I'm expecting a, a really good quality footy. Can't wait to watch it. I'm just looking forward to the Erin Phillips storyline. She's already the, the greatest player we've had, and and probably will be arguably forever anyway. And now we've got her at this late stage of her career crossing teams yeah. to the mm-hmm. emotional family. And the captain. One. Yep. Yeah, I, I just can't wait and to see And they could be the does. surprise packets of the competition. Could they? Well, well, yeah. well, that's yeah. the great they, unknown. They, they've recruited well in the Sandful right. Women's League, some players from Perth. They've got they've, they've got Gemma Houghton from Fremantle, who's a star, and of course, Erin. They could be a smoky from yeah. the new franchises, but also just the arch rivalry. So Port Adelaide, Adelaide mm. are going to have their own you know, Crosstown rivalry, Hawthorne Essendon, as we mentioned. So now we're going to get the next layer of these these sort of arch enemies playing against just one another. a little bit of a whisper. I've had my ear close to the uh, ground. Yes. Uh, I've heard Sydney. Could be uh, quite strong. Really? Mm. We'll keep an eye on the Swans. All right. Hey, let's get into the elimination finals, Damo. Just an early look because we just want to get a couple of the talking points out of the big games. They're starting with Brisbane, Richmond, and the whole Dusty Martin situation yeah. for the Tigers. Cue the Jaws music on this one, I reckon, Joey, with Dusty and Richmond coming up to the Gabba for this Thursday. Um, he's going to be right to go, Dark, as by all reports. Now, you're certainly preparing as we speak to be ready. Uh, Tom Lynch hasn't got much of a problem at all with his groin. And, and you've then got that team that's got nothing to lose coming up against Brisbane, which is one and five and in the three years of dominance of home and away. So it's um it's intriguing on so many levels that that's the one that's the storyline for me. What are you expecting from Dusty? Is it fair to say we 
you're expecting a lot, or is it now the stage where we're like, you know what, if Dusty just contributes, Bob's up with one or two and has 15 touches and helps, that's all. Or are we still going, no, no, Dusty's still got one finals campaign left in him. The thing about Dusty and the way they use Dusty, they protect him. He gets to do whatever he wants. So he's, unlike other players that come back in and have to do everything in regards to team, Dusty gets to come back in and, and Dimmer just says, Dusty, you just do Dusty and we'll cover your, your, you know, your weaknesses. We'll cover, you know, you don't have to run defensively. You don't have to do that. You do that. You just give us what you're, what you can give us. Yeah. Not too many people get that license and he'll get it. So that's why he could have an impact still. Yeah. He'll have big moments. And I think in saying that when you are slightly underdone and you're not rolling up the ground and you're sort of just staying one out in the goal square rather than following the field up. I think there'll be balls getting out the back to him on defense and either that he'll get a lot of one-on-one looks if teams choose to stay back with him or they will just go whooshka and he will be all inside 50 all alone. I'm expecting big things and big moments. And we know moments are crucial in finals. That's all it might be. Hey, Damo, Melbourne, Sydney, do you think the Demons are back from what we've seen in recent weeks and are the Sydney Swans ready? Are they ready? I'll answer the latter one uh, first. Yes, and and don't underestimate to the Dustin Martin conversation we just had, Buddy Franklin's role in what is to like kick 50 goals again, only done it 13 times in his life. It's extraordinary. Um, In terms of Melbourne being back, um, Tom McDonald too will try and get through a VFL match. There's a new news line out of this game. Is that... And I think he's been um, a massive loss to why a large part of I why agree. they had a, a bad ten weeks mm. there. He's a link. Mm. He's a link player. I think he's massive. He can get a VFL game and get back. Does he into come that straight team. in for a first final. If he gets through, to me, if yeah. he gets through the VFL, he's in. Yeah. That, that's my take on it. Yeah, that's obviously for the selectors. Oh, well, he's a very fit guy. He's he's running ability. That's that's why he's an integral part of this team. It changes their structure because they've now gone with the Melksham well, Fritch combination in the forward line with just the two tools, Ben Brown and, and one of the resting Ruckman. Melksham needs to be, be given some serious credit for the turnaround in the past two weeks. The Colling, uh, the Carlton game, uh, what was that, a fortnight ago? He was the one who came out of the goal square when they were screaming at someone to come at the kicker all year. He was the one, shoulders out at the kicker, 15, 20 metres, mm. He had seven shots on goal in that night. You fast forward a week against Brisbane, the whole forward line's cotton on to, hang on a minute, if we pump up at the kicker and we get a good look at it, then all the smalls had an impact. So I don't think you should be changing it too much. Nice option to have there, but Ben Brown's in form. That's where I'd be going like for like. I wouldn't be kicking Jake Snake out no, for No, no, no. I wouldn't be dropping Melcham for the sake of it. Well, there you go. No. Plenty to play out there. What about Geelong Collingwood, Damo, the first qualifying final? Yeah, the the, the Koning storyline to me, I've just loved all year. Had only one game to his name before this year, and and um, you know, in my eyes, he's going to be unlucky not to be the rising star of the year. Uh, and the Jamie Elliott story, he is a hero, isn't he? What he yeah. did in that game against Essendon after the siren, and then the mark in the last quarter of the most recent game, and then the match-winning goal. I mean, without those moments for him, they're, they're not finishing top four. Folklore forever, isn't it? Folklore forever, and and you just know he's a big-time player. Paddy Dangerfield, it's Paddy Dangerfield month. Is this it? This is his legacy duck? Do you think that's fair? It's not his legacy because there's been some absolute guns. You've yeah. you've got a couple of teammates as well that have missed out on premierships. Um, but does it top – is it the cherry on top for him? Yes, a big final series and a premiership uh, certainly will do that. I think it elevates him a couple of steps if he is able to carry them and go in and have an unbelievable final series and then get the victory. I think, you know, we talk about him as a champion, but that really cements him up the top. And then the last elimination final, Fremantle and the Western Bulldogs. Do you believe in once finals start that you can just flick a switch or or is there the old, well, Western Bulldogs haven't been good enough all year. They've been inconsistent. They're not going to do any damage or do you still think there is an element of flicking a switch in a fine finals. I think I think really good teams 
can flick a switch come finals if they've had a bit of bad luck leading up, for instance, injury, suspensions or whatever, and then they get all them back and they can flick a switch. Um, the way the Bulldogs have been playing, not so sure. No. I'm concerned, oh, not concerned, but uh, intrigued as to the Bulldogs' mindset. Obviously, they were watching that game, Collingwood-Carlton, and for the best part of three quarters there, they would have been almost about to rip into the Eskies. There was an early season done, and then all of a sudden, in the blink of 15 minutes, hang on a minute, we're alive, we're a chance. So that mindset of, geez, we thought we were done, but we get another opportunity, I think that's pretty dangerous. Well, however, the week before, too, they needed the same result to go their way yeah. with a Collingwood game the week before. Yeah, and they got it. Um, to answer that question, Joey, you're talking about the Bulldogs. They've done it before in 16 and 21, where they've gone through a final series coming from outside the top four. So, yes. Mm, do we give Frio any hope to make any sort of damage or do any damage going in? Uh, is their back end form good enough? Yeah, I think I think they can. Oh, I think they should beat the Western Bulldogs, and then if Collingwood get beaten by Geelong, they play Collingwood at the MCG, which is going to be a, a tough ask. But I think for Paddy Dangerfield, I think this is Nat Fife's moment too. He's had the mm-hmm. one game; he gets the opportunity to, you know, his body's been being banged up, but he comes in and potentially can have it be the real X factor for this whole final series. Maybe even a Gary Ayres medal. Or something Without like that. notice, the player who is going to be win that Gary Ayres medal for mine of yep. those for those teams. Anyone Su- suggestions picks? Tom DeConing. Tom DeConing. Sorry, maybe Sam. Sam Sam, 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 Sam DeConing. DeConing. Tom this is for the whole... For the whole thing. Who's going to have the best final series? Oh, no. I haven't even given it any... No notice. I'm going to go with Lockie Neal. I think if he can find a way to get Brisbane through to a prelim, or obviously a grand final helps... They're going to do it on the back of him and his brilliance. You know what? Don't overthink it. Let's go to the obvious. Christian Petrarca is the new Paddy, uh, Dusty Martin. So I think Petrarca can win at the Gary Ayers medal. Two okay. or three BOGs in these three games. I'll say that. Uh, I'll say Jeremy Cameron. Very good. Hey, like it. Hey, another great show. Thanks for listening to this week's edition of Triple M Footy's Midweek Rub. Of course, it's also exclusive on the listener app. We'll be back again to do it all next Wednesday where we will deep dive into the first week of finals. Thanks for listening. Hope you enjoyed the show. Shut up! The foot is on Triple M! Triple M rocks footy.